Welcome to the Office Flip Flops Podcast. My name is Francesca Zampaglione, and I am an entrepreneur, confidence builder, resilience connoisseur, and a lover of all things coffee. Each week, we'll bring you inspirational people and messages that will guide you to unleashing the best version of yourself. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to Office Flip Flops podcast. Thank you for being here, whether you are new or returning listener. I so appreciate you because I know there's a ton of other stuff for you to listen to and watch and read. And the fact that you're here listening to this show, I appreciate you. So today's topic is something close and personal to me. It's about compassion. And I have an incredible guest here today, Dr. Angela Dash, she, her, You know, I will have to say this, this topic of compassion, a lot of us may vacillate back and forth and try to figure out how and if it fits in the workplace. And there's no one better in my mind than Angela Dash. We met over the summer through a learning process. She's an incredible trainer and facilitator. And I knew at that moment that I wanted to have her on the show. And what we're talking about today, my friends, applies to all of us, right? Because it's not just compassion in the workplace, by the way. It's just across the board. So without further ado, please welcome my beautiful and brilliant friend, Angela Dash. My friends, I am so fortunate to have um, someone on the show today who I admire, my beautiful friend, Angela. Please introduce your wonderful self to the audience. Oh, hi, audience. (laughs) Um, But Angela Dash, pronouns she, her, and I wear many hats. Um, One, I'm the founder and president of the Pace Institute. And in that, the whole mission is to help organizations and individuals to just strengthen relationships. And, And the mission is strengthen relationships and setting a course in times of conflict, change, and opportunity. And with my mini hats, I am an organizational ombuds, which is someone who supports people in an organization to manage conflict. I'm an executive and professional coach. I train, I facilitate, but the thread in all of that actually goes back to that mission of helping people strengthen relationships and, and, and set the course in wow. times of conflict, change, and opportunity. So I'm a helping professional. I, I actually see myself as a helping professional. I love that so much. And in one of those, you're so humble because in one of those things that, which is where we met through a training where I was trained by you and so impressed with your work. And which is why I have you here on the show because managing conflict is a big, strengthening relationship is a big topic for everybody, right? Personally and professionally. So let's lean into that because that's what we were talking about in the green room, Angela, you know, this need for compassion. Let's talk about a little bit more about your work. Yes. You know, I, I, I talk to people one-on-one every week. I'm helping organizations. I'm helping individuals in organizations and and even in context with, you know, talking to people outside of the organizational context. And I've come to learn that people are yearning for more compassion mm. and more compassion in the workplace in particular. This, and COVID really 
highlighted yeah. that, emphasized yeah. that need, that longing, um, that void. And actually people started to demonstrate it during COVID. But that was a crisis event that we all were experiencing, but it highlighted that one, people are capable of, of showing that compassion, but two, that people so much need it. Um, but in my conversations with whether it's a coaching client or whether it's someone in an organization trying to manage conflict, people are longing to be understood. People are longing to feel safe to be vulnerable. And people are longing to, to take care of others and be taken care of uh-huh. in the workplace. Yeah. I love that so much. It's it's it provides that connection that we lost during that pause, if you will, when we were home alone. We so we had a sense of loneliness. We didn't feel supported. We wanted to support. It's this, you know, it's us being human, right? In in trying to do this. But so, what can we offer then, Angela? Uh, maybe something to think about as an individual and then as a corporation of how we can show more compassion and demonstrate that? Yes. First, I think what we can offer is ourselves the acknowledgement that we all, that we want this, that this is a need. Mm. It's, It's a need to have our humanistic needs met. That is a need to acknowledge that and to know that there's no separation of that need um, from the workplace or outside of the workplace. I think the old school um, way of thinking is that at work, it's all about business. It's it's not relational, it's transactional. And that's the old school way of approaching the workplace and acknowledging that we need more than that. We need more than that. And actually to foster change in organizations, to create an organization where there's well-being for the organization and the people. And if the people aren't well, the organization isn't going to be well. And and the organization may appear well in the short term, but in the long term, the organization is not going to be well if the people aren't well. And I think acknowledging that this is critical it's, it's a critical business need. It not only is a, it's a critical human need, but it's a critical business need. So to acknowledge that, and just like any other intentions that an organization um, just says, this should be one. Right. And so that acknowledgement and that intentionality around it, and, and it also takes leaders modeling vulnerability and openness yeah. and I think that that is really key. I remember facilitating a group, a series of groups, but one particular group that I remember, this was a few years ago and I was a part of this cadre and where I was facilitating dialogue regarding race. And and it was one organizational group and they were talking about what they needed. And this was during, this was after George Floyd during COVID and there, it was a lot of rawness going on. And I remember the employees in this group said, we want our leaders to be more vulnerable to say, this is, we want them to say, this is what I'm struggling with. 
we want them to say, we see that this is what you're struggling with. And together, we're going to work toward this. Wow. To be able to admit the shortcomings, but to show the confidence that and the intentionality that we're going to work through it. Um, but to recognize the pain that people experience, sure. the that people experience. Yeah. What I love, so many things, what I love about what you said, and it seems as if, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's important to create this culture and environment of safety, safety in expressing our vulnerability, safety in it's okay for the leaders to show it. In fact, I really want them to show it. Creating this safe space, because I think that is something that, you know, with the anxiety of what happened in March of 20, right? When that started, we lost our sense of safety and we started getting anxious about what's to come, right? There were a lot of unanswered questions. And now moving forward, it's still even more relevant and important to create that safety net. Would you agree? I, I, I agree. I agree. And, and within that safety, if there's not... Because people can feel safe to speak up, to yell, mm. but within that safety to also practice compassion, huh. to practice compassion within that, uh, to, and I, and I, and I want to say this even about council culture, right? Which I think is, is not compassionate. Is, right. is not compassion. And compassion, I believe, also is being able to being able to believe that people can change mm. and to support them in change. And I think council, of course, council culture happens in our society. We see it on Twitter, you know, social media. Yeah. But I, I believe it happens in organizations too. Now, people, it's important that people are accountable, of yeah. course. Sure. Uh, but I believe that even when people make mistakes, that compassion is, is very important for people's growth, to support their growth and understanding. Yeah, yeah. And it, yes, and, and, and healing, and as well healing. as healing for the yeah. people who have been harmed. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Well, you know, it starts at the individual level and it's the awareness of all the things that have changed and just wanting to be a better person with that compassion, right? You know, leveling off whatever it may take in the healing or forgiveness or whatever it is. But it's, it is so important that we recognize this today just to live a happy and joyful life because what's happened, I think maybe what we've realized is there's a fine line, if any now, between work or personal and professional, right? The two are intertwined. And now what we're saying is, yes, let's bring that person into the professional and show who we are and all that we can do and understand and move forward, right? It's just understanding and integrating that there doesn't really need to be a separation because we're doing what we can in our best selves, yes. right? Yes. And the thing is, the person has always been there, mm. but People are wearing masks, mm -hmm. even <laughs> for example, just say that manager, right? Who, 
who who may be that, and I don't mean just, you know, your regular tough manager who, you know, has these expectations and, and standards. I mean, you know, that manager who just really makes people feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people leave, leave, go home. And, and when I say leave, I know a lot of things are, are virtual and remote now, but they log off, right? right. And right. for the rest of the day, they are having anxiety because of a particular management style or maybe yeah. the style of interaction with a colleague. And the, but the people, even that person, the people who are behaving in that way or who's impacting people in this adverse way, they may have on a mask, right? Maybe they don't feel safe to be vulnerable, to say what they need. Cause a lot of times that's symptomatic of people being scared. Yeah. They're scared. Yes. And maybe there's an organizational culture that promotes that, or maybe there's a societal reason that promotes that. Um, but to help people to be human so that people can even say, you know what, I need help. Uh -huh. Or for people to know things don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think there are certain elements in an organization that makes it hard for people to see that we're people. Yeah. <laughs> that we're actually people. We're human. We're human. We're people. I love I love your work so much. Um so if we were to offer one thing then to the listeners who are listening to your wisdom and all, you know, let's be more compassionate, let's share our vulnerability. What what one other thing can we share in helping us move forward as we wrap up the year and get ready for next year? What can we focus on, Angela? To make space for open dialogue. Hmm space to show an interest in what's important to your colleagues, to your, to, to your re direct reports, to actually make space to listen, listen without reacting, but to listen with the heart to really understand, to listen with the heart of non-judgment. And it doesn't mean you have to agree, but to listen, to really understand, I, I'm a coach. I'm also a coach educator. And I think having coaching skills in an organization is very important. Yes. I think even starting with leadership, because even coaching teaches you to be open, to be curious, to, yep. to show empathy and acknowledge people's needs and insights. And to before you try to change somebody's mind to first understand yes. their current condition and perspective. Those are the type of things that a coach learns. And mm -hmm. I think it's so important for leaders to actually, to, to adopt that as a skill, to be intentional about acquiring skills that will allow them to, to nurture an environment that way, yeah. to model that type of environment. Well, that was perfection. Let's make space. I love that so much. Angela, and all of this incredible work that you get to do and all these places that you get to go to, do you have a favorite piece of clothing or accessory that takes with you, that you take with you and how does it make you feel? 
I do. It is, I have a stack of, I don't have it on today. Okay. I have a stack of beaded um, bracelets, you know, like the, you could, they're kind of like elastic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right here. Yep. Yes. I have a stack of them. Some of them I found at thrift stores. I love thrift stores. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them I've actually found at thrift stores. One of them, uh, my partner, he gave them to me. One of them came from my school's gift shop. Uh -huh. But something about them I just love. I feel when I wear them, I feel free. Like I, I'll, I, what, whenever I'm going out of town, you know, especially if I'm going to somewhere tropical, I make sure to bring them. But even if I have one, you know, it doesn't matter what I have on. When I put it on, I just feel free and happy. And it's something about it. I don't know. <laughs> it's well, something I about love it. it. It's the mm -hmm. feeling. That's that's okay. Sometimes yes. there aren't words for all those feelings. And I love yes. it. Which, and you describe exactly why I get wear mine. So I have like, 10 so it's too much to wear 10 at a time so I'll just pick five whatever colors are today and that's what today is but I I feel you like it does make me feel free and just like oh, look what I have on they're like positive energy bracelets or whatever yes so. that's that's how I feel yes yeah I love that <laughs> answer so very much well I've loved our time together and if someone wanted to continue the conversation with you Angela where's the best place for them to find you Angela-dash.com. Dash is spelled out D-A-S-H, not a hyphen. I love Angela Dash.com. Perfect. What I'll do to make it easy for the listeners, I'll put a link in the show notes so they can find out more about this incredible work that you're doing in service. I am so grateful for you and our time together, Angela. I hope you have an amazing day. You as well. Thank you. You know, I could have talked to Angela all day. I loved her perspective. I love the emphasis that she places on compassion. I totally see it, my friends. There were so many great juicy moments and I'll probably have her back. But for today, here are my top three takeaways of my time with Angela. Number one, people are yearning for more compassion. More compassion, my friends, particularly in the workplace. People are longing to be understood, to be safe, and to be vulnerable. Number two, compassion. Compassion is a humanistic need and there's no separation from work and outside of work. You know, there's an old school mentality that blocks the availability of compassion in the workplace. And as Angela reminds us, it's also a critical business need, right? And number three, compassion takes leaders modeling vulnerability and openness right? So Angela reminds us to make space for open dialogue and show an interest in what's important to your colleagues. I love that so much. So here's our challenge of the week, my friends. What can you do to create a safe space for someone, whoever it might be in your life? Can you listen without reaction and come from a place of non-judgment? My friends, that's it for today. Thank you for listening in and I'll see you next time. And that's our show. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a few friends right now to inspire other people and help them improve the quality of their lives. 
Again, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe and rate and review this show and share with me the part that you enjoyed the most about this episode. We love to read the reviews. We come out with a new episode every Thursday morning and you don't want to miss it. Until next time, I want to remind you that you matter, you are not alone, and to stay inspired by what you heard today. Thank you.